Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hello. Thank you for going to the last Schwab Twires. Twires? I don't know. Hello. We appreciate you going to the Les Schwab. Les Schwab. Why it's can't like you Vive, say tires? Vive Clouseau. It's the same. Just thing. say tires. Uh, where, where do we pick up from? Hi uh, everyone. You're listening to the Center in the Saint podcast. I'm Luke Anderson. I'm Will Darkins, well, and this is sponsored by Les Schwab Tires. Is that right? I think so. Okay. Yep. Enjoy. Doing the right thing since 1952. week and then it's football season and then you're gone another week no i don't think i am oh. actually we're gone uh because we got a ducks game on the 8th of september so i guess i am gone yeah yeah we're gone we get bumped by the ducks like week two of the football season which might i add is complete horse ass what that we're getting bumped by the yeah, ducks. how are we not the pregame running right into that well honestly we should also be the halftime show could you imagine us as a halftime now show for you're talking how about that first half? I don't know. I was drinking a beer. Hey, did you see that guy in the uh, in the front row there? That guy who fell asleep with his beer in his hand? Yeah, that would ha- be the the uh, halftime analysis. Shit's <laughs> me breakdown. Yeah. We'd, we'd spend most of the time talking about Oregon strength coach mustache. That guy. What's his name? I'll look it up. <laughs> mustache guy. That guy. I've had enough of that guy. He needs to go away. You've already had enough of mustache guy. We haven't even seen him on the Oregon sideline yet. Hold on a second. I'm going to look up mustache guy Oregon on Twitter. Yeah, it's handlebar know. mustache guy. Let's see here. I'm not getting a lot of results. Well, that's because there are no images of him in Oregon gear yet. We still I need to he's... get. What? Hold on a second. Oh, Aaron Feld. Yeah, that's what I said. You said mustache guy. Yeah, Aaron Feld, his mustache guy. He was the Georgia strength coach, right? Yeah, and I, I get it. Uh, uh, okay, I actually do have a serious problem with Aaron Feld. And would you let me <laughs> vent for a second? That's what we're here for. We're okay. here to listen to you vent about so, strength coaches. All right, so this guy is pretty much taking all the attention away from the players, in oh, my opinion. Oh, you didn't even know his name until you looked it up. Okay, but the first thing that I see on his Twitter page, it's a pinned tweet of him doing these uh, doing these bicep curls, and he's just speaking at the camera, just yelling at it with that stupid 1920s mustache. Okay. Like, dude, go hop in a time machine and go to friggin' London in the 1920s, and let's see if you actually survive, dude, because that facial hair doesn't fit what type of attitude you have. And then he's got that slicked up hair. Dude, flush yourself down a toilet. 
Wow. That's, tell me how you really feel. Wait, waiting for it? Wait. Okay. Yeah. It's a good start. It's a good start, Will. I got to tell you, it's been hard on me trying to understand and come to terms with the fact that we are now home of the Ducks and that every Saturday I got to swallow my pride and talk about the Ducks. We don't have to talk about the Ducks. We have to talk about the Ducks. No, no, no. Only if you want to stay in the air. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we were told that in a meeting. No. A meeting we weren't supposed to. Oh. Whoop. Yeah. Oh. Damn. Hey. Like the third time that's happened. You are not off to a great start. I don't know. I mean, here's the thing. We're going to be talking about the Ducks anyways. This is going to be one of those uh, seasons for them where they've got a lot to prove. Third coach in three years. Mm. See what Mario Cristobal can do because I know everybody's excited for what was it? The Las Vegas Bowl. Oh, boy. That was a good game. No. No, it wasn't. My favorite part of that game was, again, Royce Freeman on the sideline for some reason. Well, he wanted to sit out. He wanted to preserve himself for the NFL draft. <laughs> but, dude, get off the sideline. You're not on the team anymore. Yeah, well, listen, his teammates <laughs> wanted him there. And he's part of the pregame. Pump everybody up. Look, we really want to win this game, and uh, we want to make sure that our best player is on the sideline for it because he has decided he does not want to play anymore with us. What do you expect from Royce Freeman with the Broncos? Uh, I don't know, man. You know, they they kind of they're kind of pump and dump with running backs. I kind of worried when he got drafted by them and I was like, eh, I don't know how long you're going to last there. And I mean, that's nothing of his talent. It's just more like, eh, he fell into a crappy situation. Yeah, they kind of move through guys. Yeah. Yeah, and well, they're bringing in Case Keenum as their solution at quarterback too. Mm. So, I wonder how I mean, they're a couple years removed from the Super Bowl with Peyton Manning with no arm left and yes. now they've just been moving through quarterbacks. Apparently Paxton Lynch is hot garbage, which is fun. Yes, he. Uh, I heard a really good comparison. If you look up a photo of Paxton Lynch on uh, the Google, you can see that he looks like a guy who just arrived at the Billboard Music Awards, like perpetually. He <laughs> he he looks like he's dressing up for a music, like a music awards show all the time. He he's more concerned about how he looks than how he plays. Is that what you're suggesting? That would be an accurate assessment. Yeah, I think that's fair. But it's funny you have this this first round pick. I mean, this is a team that that dumped Brock Osweiler. Uh, wisely but just didn't have a replacement for him it's it's very bizarre that john elway doesn't seem to know how to evaluate quarterbacks well you know the other thing too is they're one of those teams that are, are kind of like laughing in the they think they're laughing in the face of of football logic which is you know you want to go ahead and get yourself a nice franchise quarterback and then build around him and then they go hey we won a super bowl with a legend with one arm left, and uh, we did it through defense. And it's like, yeah, dude, teams do that, but they do it one year, and they don't do it again. Yeah. Ravens in uh, 2012. Well, I guess you could say Ravens in 2001. Well, my theory got crashed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that was quick. Yeah, hey, it's, you know, Pretty at good. least we got through it. Um, so I was out last week, so you guys did, uh, Marcus do the stand-up bit? No, he beginning? didn't do the stand-up thing. And you didn't do it? No, I didn't do it. I'm not qualified. You're not, what do you mean you're not qualified? You're not didn't, qualified. Didn't you do an open mic once? I did a lot of open mics, and I got bad reception from it. It didn't go well? It didn't go well at all. Let's just say the talent agents who were in, sitting on it, in it. In it? They're sitting in it. Ugh, that's never good. They were not calling me back. Well, and I passed my card around, too. <laughs> what was that? You passed your card around? Yeah. And a card. Well, you just gave up too quick. Comedian lives in mom's basement. Pretty good. Yeah. Good card. I yeah. think that's a pretty apt description for a lot of comedians. 
sure, for the most or part. people that think they are. Well, I, I apologize, everyone, for being out. Uh, but like I said, I'm still missing next week, too. So, But we will give you uh, one last uh, preseason version of In Case You Missed It. Maybe. Possibly. Hold on. Oh, you forgot how to do it. Oh, boy. In case you missed it, preseason Heisman odds are out. According to the sportsbook, Trace McSorley of Penn State is twice as likely to win the award than Oregon's Justin Herbert. Personally, I don't care about the award. I'm just excited to see these two guys not lead their team to the college football playoff. Hold on. (laughs) I'm holding on. There you go. There's the hi-hat. What happened there? I had a technical mistake. Yeah. Well, at least you've at least you've solved it. Trace McSorley, you don't think he's a Heisman candidate? Fifteen uh, no. to one, fifteen to one odds. Dude, that guy looks like he's having a spasm every time he throws. <laughs> he's got to like put his whole. When you got to put your whole body into it, you know that's not good. Yeah, that's never good, especially uh, when you're playing Division One quarterback and you don't have Saquon Barkley yeah. this year. Yes. Uh, in case you missed it this week, apparently we've been mispronouncing Tyrod Taylor's name this whole time. What? Yes, at a press conference, he explained that people have been doing so so long that he stopped correcting people. But if you want to call him by his given name, it's pronounced Game Manager. Ah, well played. I think that's Alex Smith's name, too. Yeah, I think that'd be pretty accurate. I almost actually almost penciled in Alex Smith, but I went Game Manager instead. I also had Mediocre written in there for a minute. Hmm. But he's probably going to be the starter for Cleveland. People seem to like him there. Dude, I don't know, though. I I watched some... Some stuff of uh, Baker Mayfield from last night in that Bills game. Dude, he's good. He yeah. is really, really good. But I think the plan is to start Tyrod, yeah. who just doesn't make mistakes. And it's one of those things where you see him and you see the potential, and then you just see how crappy the offensive line is and the play calling, and you're just like, wow, he'd be even better if he wasn't there. <laughs> like, Every, you could tell he's good. Everybody would be better yes. if they weren't there. Speaking of the Cleveland Browns, Bud Light is going to give away free beer as soon as the Browns win their first game in two seasons. Mm. Clevelanders uh, not super pumped about it. They said, it's bad enough we've won one game in the last two seasons. Now you're going to make us drink Bud Light? You're not a Bud Light fan? Oh, you are? I don't drink. I think it's America's best-selling beer, so I guess that's something? Yeah, I guess so. But yeah, no, not a Bud Light fan. Well, what's America's best-selling restaurant, you think? Selling restaurants, McDonald's probably. You think McDonald's is good? Well, McDonald's. I don't know. Man. Depends on how you qualify restaurant. Now, let me tell you. Here's a hot take. Some of the best pancakes I've ever had are McDonald's uh, uh, hot cakes. Yeah, that is a hot. Take. They're freaking good, dude. Yeah. Like they're surprisingly good. Yeah. And I know the ingredients are probably fat and butter and fat, but it's really good. Like I'd rather take that over an Elmer's stack. Whoa! You better stop talking trash about Elmer's. How why are there? You? Why are there? Uh, their German pancakes are delightful. Why are there video poker machines in Elmer's? So you can play video poker. Because <laughs> you can have your breakfast and you don't have to leave. You can go play video poker. Who you the, come back. Who then the come right doing back, that? Then come right back for lunch. Who the hell is doing that? Eating their breakfast and then go and play three hours of video poker and then go. Well, I'm here. I might as well get a BLT. Yeah. Uh, in case you missed it this week, Kobe Bryant has apparently made. $200 million on his $6 million investment in the new sports drink, Body Armor. A lot of money. 
Since he's retired from basketball, he's won an Oscar. He's made a $200 million investment. Did you think it was possible to hate Kobe more after he stopped playing basketball? Uh, I don't know. I, that's was, kind of a good for him thing. Are you really? Like he needed yeah. it? Well, I don't know. It right I, in our faces. And it's not like he's doing the Magic John thing where he's like, oh, we went out and made some smart business decisions. No, that's astronomical returns on any sort of investments. And then he wins an Oscar for his short film on like the first piece of art that he makes. Kobe Bryant. Well, let me say this, though. I don't think he's so much in your face about it. I feel like everything that Magic Johnson does that's considered a success, like I have to hear about it from eight different people. Yeah. Like Kobe Bryant, this, I remember, I, I mean, I kind of barely heard about it. Yeah. I, I know it was retweeted by ESPN and all that, but like I, I feel like with Magic Johnson, it's always like he's got to get on TV and talk about how great a job that he did. And Kobe just is kind of like, yeah, I, I just want to make a lot of money and be a success in business and just leave me alone, please. Yeah, as he accepts his Oscar. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, okay. Uh, in case you missed it this week, it would have been hard to miss. Uh, the big controversy was between the Marlins and the Braves when Jose Urena beamed Ronald Acuna, the hottest uh, baseball player uh, going right now, p- potential rookie of the year. Well, Urena was suspended six games uh, for his bean ball thrown at the Braves, a rookie, all-star, superstar, prodigy, whatever you want to call it. Star. Star. Emerging star. That's what I was looking for. Person. Person. That person. Uh, Urena was uh, not all that upset. It turns out a six-game suspension when you play for the Marlins is actually a reward. It is. Especially at this time in the season when you're not playing for anything. Yeah. Uh, and finally, well, I'll do this one. I like this one better. Okay. I've got one about CJ, but we'll talk about CJ well, next. That's coming up next. It is definitely coming up. Uh, finally, in case you missed it, AJ McCarron has a broken collarbone. Uh, you know it's bad in Buffalo when they're worried about who's going to fill in for the guy that couldn't play ahead of Andy Dalton. That is a terrible quarterback situation. That's an interesting uh, jab you just took, an Andy Dalton jab. Yeah, Andy Dalton jab. How dare you? Well, listen, A.J. McCarron, they're like, oh, no, we're missing A.J. McCarron. Yeah, the guy couldn't start in Cincinnati. Well, that was that was a half-baked plan anyway. It was like, yeah. I, I think that plan was like, hey, we're going to get Josh Allen, and then don't worry about the whole, like, he'll sit behind, develop quarterback yeah. guy. We'll figure that out. And yep. then it got down to the end of the night, right? It's 2 a.m. at the bar, and they turned the lights on, and they were like, oh, crap, all there is is A.J. <laughs> McCarron. Yep. Just grab him. Who cares? We'll take him. Sure. I would have done the joke about C.J. McCollum, but those jokes kind of write themselves. Let's dive into C.J. McCollum and his fun week in another very bizarre offseason for the Blazers two guard. We'll start there next. Center and Saint, 1080 The Fan. I think this may be our only Blazers segment today, so before we get into C.J. McCollum and Jennifer. Damn it, Jennifer. Did you see that the uh, Blazers eSports team is the one seed going into the playoffs? Yeah, man. We're good. Are we? We're really good. Now, what game is it that we play? It's basketball, but it's the... Well, but what's the video game? It's the NBA 2K, isn't it? I thought it was like uh, Call of Duty or something. No, it's basketball. We drafted a basketball team here in Portland, and we are apparently the best at video game basketball. Well, that's something to talk about, I guess. Well, that's what we're talking. That's sure. What <laughs> Whatever. 
Like, is that going to be televised? I, I, I don't know. I, I was kind of like the Blazers eSports team boasts a 12 and two season record in the NBA 2K League, uh, and the 2K League's first ever MVP is a guy that plays for the Blazers. Oh, solid. Yeah, the Blazers' five center averages 21 points per game as well as 14 rebounds. Dude. So apparently we have a guy controlling each of the guys in NBA 2K, and uh, and that's... Is that your Madden breakdown? We of got it? To the, well, do you want me to give me the whole breakdown? You would so be very all, bored. So all we got here is a guy who's, who's selecting the players, and then he gets the ball, and then he puts it in a hoop, and then he goes to the next guy to play uh, defense. Boom. Is that your Madden impression? Jeez. <laughs> Not bad. Pretty terrible. Pretty terrible, but apparently the league champion uh, will split $300,000. Dude, that's some change. That's a, that's definitely a thing. But, yeah, we drafted a, a basketball team from guys that play video game basketball. Well, I will commend the NBA for doing this because it is pretty sweet that they're able to reach out to a younger audience and actually, like, you know, grow their audience through the years, unlike the NFL. Who... Do we know if that's happening? Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, probably. It's just yeah. an assumption. Well, think about it this way, though. The NBA, there was this article in the Washington Post I was reading a couple weeks ago talking about how the NBA has, like, more than any other professional sport, gotten into uh, the Twitter game better than any of them. Like, they've created a culture around NBA Twitter. And then you have this where they're creating NBA 2K leagues. And I, I think they're trying to reach out to people who might not be basketball fans, maybe video game fans, and saying, hey, you can be engaged on this level. Why don't you watch some of the games as well? On the other side of the pond, you have the NFL who goes, well, now, if you take a knee, I'm going to take a paycheck from you, and uh, we don't care about women. Yes. <laughs> well, I don't so know. So if that... you're a woman, screw you. We I don't, don't care. I don't know that that's the intentional message. Yes, But, yes, you're absolutely right. The NBA has embraced social media and Twitter, and we've got a couple players with podcasts. One is telling stories about uh, driving through New York City with someone in a cage in the back of the car. Dude, JJ Redick. Yeah. Super bizarre. But the other one is CJ McCollum, our our hometown uh hero. CJ McCollum is, has his podcast and he we talked about this a few weeks ago, but he gets into it with Kevin Durant about how super teams suck and then Kevin Durant just makes fun of him cuz the Blazers are terrible. Yes. So CJ has been going on the media tour and he called the whole super team thing disgusting. Then he gets onto social media and try to defend himself. Well, well now you're, you're, you're sweeping over the funny part about this. He called super no. teams disgusting in China. He did. <laughs> oh, well, that's part of the funny, but, but, but I think we've already discussed this. What? So we've gotten all this. What is he doing in China? He's doing a media tour. So oh. he went to China because he's CJ McCollum well, and he has hot to, CJ fans in China. CJ has to have his own podcast. He has to Photoshop other players in Blazers uniforms. He's he's perpetually the little brother of the NBA. So this week it got even worse, and he goes on to Twitter, and he is is defending the Blazers and trashing super teams, and a user uh, that goes at the handle at Chocolate Delight 1980, awesome. named Jennifer Williams. So Jennifer uh, says, win a playoff game, then talk. That's her tweet at CJ McCall. And CJ, his response, I'm trying, Jennifer, has gone NBA viral. Yes, and it's incredible. <laughs> and it's incredible on two two fronts. First, first buy your I'm trying, Jennifer, T-shirts. Yes. And second, uh, the lack of punctuation or comma after Jennifer. You mean or before, before Jennifer. Jennifer, I'm sorry. Yes, I'm trying, comma, Jennifer. Yes. 
Yeah, no, it just says, I'm trying, Jennifer. And it's, yeah. <laughs> Dude, can he get more just desperate? I, I, This is so desperate to me. The fact that he's getting out there and putting himself out there to be this media, uh, what I would say, lightning rod. This guy who basically says, look, I'm wide out in the open. I'm making statements that you can criticize and bring it on, man. Bring it on. I'm going to invite Kevin Durant, who is a known snake, and who will basically get on air any chance he gets to kind of crap on any team or crap on anybody that craps on him. I'm going to bring him on my podcast. I'm going to talk to him about my team who's severely underachieved. I'm going to go to China and crap on Kevin Durant and the rest of the NBA dudes who have made the same decision even more. Yeah. What is he doing? And all he wants to do is recruit people to Portland to build his own super Yes. He is, he is the little brother of the NBA. So this led to our poll question. I want to see what the results are. I haven't looked at it yet. At Center Saint 1080, we put up, we have two polls. We'll get the other one later. Don't worry about that. We'll get into the Bills quarterback situation. But what's our CJ McCollum Twitter poll? All right. So if CJ McCollum was not a Blazer, how would you feel about him, Jennifer? Uh Oh. Dude, we got a uh, three-way tie here. Woo, how exciting. Three-way tie for third is uh, hope the Zers get him. Meh. Why has he got a podcast? And then the leader with 28% of the votes is no feeling whatsoever. Yeah, if, if CJ didn't play for the Portland Trailblazers, I kind of agree with that. I don't think you would think of him. So why is it that he's getting so much of this attention being in part, I, I think it is kind of weird that he is getting this now. Well, I think but, it, but is it national attention? Like if we called up another NBA city and go, Hey, what do you think of this CJ McCollum and the, uh, the whole I'm trying Jennifer, they'd be like, who? I think they would know it because I think he was able to spark the whole thing with the Kevin Durant interview. And, you know, they were talking about it on PTI. It was one of their leads at one point. And I get it. You know, in terms of NBA news, this is kind of slim pickings right now. You're still at this point where, I mean, you know, you're not, you're not even really getting into the preseason and, you know, football's coming up. So the NBA has kind of put it on the back burner except for free agent moves. But this is just like it, it's very odd that he's putting himself out here like this. Well, the, the text line, uh, the Better You Today text line, 55305. I love it. Show CJ McCollum is at least authentic and trying. Gotta love his effort. Do you, though? Because you can be authentic without forcing authentic on people. You know what I mean? I just feel like he's trying so hard just relax and and be yourself but it's like you don't need to confront kevin durant like if you call kevin durant out for joining the team like he kevin durant made that decision to join the warriors and has been criticized it by the media if you criticize him to his face he's going to be defensive about it and it's not going to end well for a team that got swept out of the playoffs back to back years yes like you have to know that that's not being authentic that's being a little desperate in my opinion Going and doing the media tour through China to promote the NBA, great. But you have to call out the teams that are better than you. You wanted to get Carmelo Anthony. You wanted to get Boogie Cousins. You made it known that you wanted to get those guys. You would just assume have members of Team USA joining the Blazers so you and Dame could be on a quote-unquote super team. But nobody wants to play with you, CJ. Like, you're desperate when you go out on Twitter and just beg people and Photoshop them and tweet and tweet and tweet about how you need to come play with us. And then you go and trash people because you couldn't get anybody better than Evan Turner to play with you. Jerk. You jerk. You jerk. You jabroni. Also from the Better You Today text line, CJ McCollum should be a Toronto Raptor. Should be the next Kyle Kyle Lowry, not Dame. It's the whole vibe, not to disparage Canadians. 
He does feel very Canadian. Well, and, you know, we were talking about this, too, before the show. You were asking me a, a pretty pointed question was you go, okay, now who are the Portland Trailblazers on the East Coast? And my immediate answer was, oh, the Raptors, because it's, it. well, it was the Raptors. It's the same thing, right? You had DeMar, DeRozan, and Kyle Lowry, and they kind of look like and, yeah, Dame and, and CJ. But and this is the way the two teams are set up. But yeah. I said, no, no, forget that. What is the perception of the Blazers as a franchise? Forget this season, just as a whole. What do people think outside of Portland? Because I, I, I've grown up here my whole life. I have no idea how to just disconnect from that because I have my image of growing up with the Blazers. What do people outside of the Portland area think of the Blazers franchise? I thought three zero five. The better game today. Text line. Yeah. Let's hear it. Uh, I don't know. I don't think they think of us. And I think that <laughs> they probably think of CJ McCollum and Damian Lillard as kind of desperate. Well, and, but I think they think of Dame and they go, uh, too bad he's with the Blazers. Yeah, I can't oh, wait till he goes to the Lakers. Dude, the biggest story of Dame this offseason was when there was that really flighty rumor that he was going to get traded to the Lakers and join LeBron. And I think that caught the national uh, national attention because everybody was like, oh, yeah, dude, I could see that. Damian Lillard and LeBron James playing together? Okay, now I'm on board. Yeah. Damian Lillard as a front piece, like, he had an incredible statistical Call season. Call him a front piece? He's a front piece. That means, but like, if you take just the statistical year that he had last year, it's freaking great. He was really, really, really good, and I think he was what fifth in MVP voting. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, I, I get it. He gets frustrated that he doesn't get enough national attention, but at the same time, dude, just recognize where you are. Yeah, like it's not going to happen. This isn't the '90s anymore, where there's, a, there's, only, there's only thirty Jordan. spots that you can play in the NBA, though. You know, yeah. I mean, if if you can go and be fifth in the MVP voting, it doesn't really matter what city you're in. But not all NBA cities created equal. Just look at LeBron going to Los Angeles just because he wants to be in that city. Yeah. Yeah. All right. NFL preseason is in mid-swing. We're starting to see some injuries. Uh, what does this mean for the outlook of the Buffalo Bills? Oh, hot Bills talk. Hey, I want to get into some hot Bills talks. Yeah. We're going to. Let's get in some hot quarterback talk. Oh, I like that. Can we talk about Sam Darnold's dimples? Or is Mole? Right after the news. Okay. This is going to be a bizarre NFL season, I think. There's a lot of places where you're going to have a new starting quarterback. And some have started games for their teams, but you have a lot that, you know, this is their first starting season. Like Garoppolo. We don't necessarily know what the Carson Wentz situation, if he'll be ready for week one. We don't know if you'll have Nick Foles starting, but they'll, they're, they're probably in pretty good shape. Kirk Cousins has been a starter in the NFL for a long time, but going to Minnesota, Alex Smith in Washington. It's going to be a bizarre year, but I do want to reiterate how bad it looks for Buffalo. Yeah. I mean, that's sad. So AJ McCarron um, broke his collarbone. He has a hairline fracture. I've heard everything from three to 10 weeks in, in different reports. So yes. that it could be a very long time, but I just want to go over the Buffalo bills schedule for you real quick. Cause this could be the worst team in the NFL, depending on how things roll Ooh, out. Well, hmm. Well, yeah. Okay, go ahead. Okay, here's here's just the way their season starts. So let's assume the worst, and AJ they don't have AJ McCarron, who we don't really know how good he is as an NFL starter. May not be back for for ten weeks. So they open at the Ravens, then they host the Chargers at Vikings at Packers, Titans, Texans, Colts, Patriots. Yeah, so there's not a lot of wins there. There's a lot of there's going to be a lot of games where you're going to have to try. Right now, your choices are between 
Josh Peterman. No, I'm sorry, Peterman. Nate Peterman and Josh Allen. Well, first of all, you disrespecting Nathan Peterman like that should indicate just enough how good, in fact, Josh. Pe- oh, I'm sorry, Nathan Peterman Nate, is. Nate Peterman. Nate Peterman, who, by the way, has the name of a guy who goes fishing every weekend. Does he? Nate Peterman, yes. I feel like Nate Peterman Volkswagen is a dealership just outside of town. And it's not that crappy. It's just you would you won't go there unless you find the car online that you really want. Well, it's want. Volkswagen. It's, yeah. it's not, you know, it's not Toyota. It's not Honda. Yeah. You're going out there because you're like, well. But, like, you would expect with a Volkswagen dealership they got nice cars. But at Nate's dealership, it's like they don't have too many good cars on the lot. So is it a used car lot? It, well, it's not quite. Nate it's like Peter- they got the new they, they got new cars, and they're not great. But a lot yeah. of the used Volvos they got, you wouldn't really look at either. Well, they're not Volvos. It's Volkswagen. Oh, Volkswagen. I'm sorry. Volkswagen. Volkswagen. Yeah, it's too- Two, yeah. different, two different brands. So we put up a poll about the Bills quarterback situation, and we'll get into the rest of the NFL uh, in this segment. We promise we won't spend the whole time on the Bills. But I'm curious what what the outlook is for our Bills fans out there. So at Center Saint 1080, Will, what's our poll on the Buffalo Bills? Who would you rather start at QB, uh, Jennifer? Uh, let's see, 12% of you say Nathan Peterman. Uh, <laughs> 16%. Wait, wait. Twelve percent. That's last. That's Nathan last Peterman. place. Nathan okay. Peterman. Now hear the rest of your options. Sixteen percent say two kids in a trench coat, <laughs> stacked on top of each other. Yes. Okay. Just so, but it gets that Which, visual. That is a whole other topic because you have to <laughs> kind of consider who's going to be your bottom and. Uh, well, the heavier kids on the bottom. Well, but the heavier kid probably has a better arm. Yeah, but he also has worse feet too. But you the. It's a trade-off. If the lighter kid's at the bottom with the yeah. better feet, you put the heavy kid on top of him, you're not moving around very well. And now the other factor to consider in that, too, is are they wearing the matching mustache, hat, and glasses to try to pass themselves off as an adult? Yes, yeah, so the kid on the bottom doesn't need to because he's inside of the trench coat. But, yes, yeah. yeah, so the kid on top with the head exposed is, yes. of course, wearing the course. glasses. And well, he's wearing a football helmet because he's playing for the Bills. 32% said a loaf of white bread, which is surprising. And then finally, 40% said Josh Allen. So Josh Allen beat out the loaf of white bread. Yeah, and really not by that much. Only 8%. And, I mean, this poll's still up, you know. Still up. You can still vote. We'll check on it. Loaf of white bread could still win. Fair point. Fair point. So (laughs) let's say this might be one of the worst. Uh, I I will say that Josh Allen played better yesterday. Was it yesterday? Yeah, Yeah, it was yesterday. That they played. then, then he did in the first preseason game. He showed a reason why he was a top 10 pick, I suppose. But, I mean, according to Jalen Ramsey, he's just trash. Yeah, dude. Oh, he's well, hot. okay. Jalen Ramsey's, first of all, Jalen Ramsey's interview with GQ was a friggin' re- revelation. Like, oh, it was fantastic. awesome, dude. Like, he just dug in. And everything he said is completely effing true, by the way. Like, none of that is like, oh, he's just jealous because of blah, blah, blah. Or No, like, all of those assessments are pretty accurate. Except... Well, oh, for Blake Bortles? Yeah. No, his was pretty accurate, too. Hey, Blake does what he does. <laughs> do what he do. Hey, Blake's going to do what he does, whatever. Um, you know, one of the things I thought was interesting, because I went back and watched highlights of Josh Allen, was that he looked better as the game went along. And really, that's the most encouraging thing you could take if you're looking at a guy like this who's supposed to be, quote-unquote, developmental, right? Yeah. Like they, put, they, they went out and purposely got A.J. McCarron to say, Hey, look, we're going to run this guy for about eight to nine games. You know, if he plays pretty well, screw it. We'll keep him in the whole season and let uh, Josh Allen just kind of be the understudy. But as the game went on, you could tell that Allen was getting used to the pace of the game. And it was really late in the game where he made that 
friggin' sweet uh, evasive action in the pocket. Well, that's a thing. Stepped I think up and through TD. It's not just his arm; it's also the athleticism. Yeah. To see. And another guy that we got to see kind of the reason why they did what they did in Kansas City is Patrick Mahomes. Oh yeah. Dude, that throw went sixty nine. To Tyreek Evans, yeah. And change in the air. Yeah. Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill, right. Yeah, to Tyreek Hill. Um, but you can, like, if you go back and watch that replay, so if anybody missed it, uh, this is Chiefs-Falcons preseason. And you look at the Falcons defenders, and they were not expecting the ball to be thrown at that point. They're just like, oh, we're too deep down the field. They kind of just let up. They're like, all right, we've run 70 yards. There's no way the ball's coming, and and you have to give Tyreek Hill some credit for making the adjustment on the ball in the air because that's not a pinpoint throw. It's, all right, my dude's down there. I'm just hucking it up. It doesn't matter what shoulder it goes over. As soon as the ball goes in the air, he has to turn and go the other direction. It's not like he hit him in stride. It's just he makes a good adjustment on the ball, and if the ball's hanging that much time in the air, you just hope your receiver can make the better adjustment. Yeah, and, you know, he's set up – uh, Mahomes is set up really well in with terms a good of team around him. Yeah, well, and also a coach. I mean, Andy Reid, as much as we can kind of crap on him for being a walrus, like he's a good coach and he knows how to develop quarterbacks. And so that's what kind of gives you a little bit of encouragement to say that, like, okay, he is pretty raw right now because he is. If you go back and watch sure. the game, there are really raw moments where you just go, where are you throwing and what is your read? But it's plays like that where you look at it and you go, oh, my God, the potential is sky high for him. Well, then you look at it and you go, how much does that change the way you have to defend a team when you have to cover yeah. 70 yards down the field? I mean, you think if he scrambles outside of the pocket yeah. and, you know, you have your guys coming back to you, the the amount of space that you need to cover, and when you have to cover a guy for, you know, four and a half seconds, uh, and the guy can just oh whip it down the field 70 yards. I mean, that makes a huge difference. Yeah, dude, so. you have a friggin' Olympic sprinter going downfield. Like, yeah. why don't they just run a go every time with Tyreek Hill? <laughs> like, why does he even run routes? And just first one there? Yes. It doesn't, like, seriously, just put him as the X and then just every time go. Like, you can have a number of plays and everything, but just keep him out of the equation every time. Just be like, yeah, dude, run a go. Dude, it's second and three every time you're yeah. running that play. What are you yeah. talking about? It's a running play. I don't care. Run a go. Yeah. Just just get in the sprinter stance and get going. Well, because here's the problem with that is you that play only works if you're on a third of the field because the guy will throw it out the back of the end zone in most plays. Yeah, well, you can't you can't run it inside sixty yards of the end zone. Okay, dude. So let's say you're in on uh, you're on the other side of the thirty, right? Yeah. And uh, or you're on your own thirty, and uh, you're you're about to score. You're you're getting close to the red zone. If you tell Tyreek Hill to run a go at that point, like I, I think you could just treat it as a back shoulder fade. Like, you wouldn't even have to really set up because he's going to get down to the end zone before you even, like, finish your five-step drop. Just treat it like a fade. Just bop, bop, whoop, there it goes up there. Just launch it straight up. One, two, three, throw. Throw it. And then just put it down 58 yards down the field. It looks like a punt if you do that. Yeah. Is there a situation other than the Chiefs that you're more excited about to see what it's going to look like with the new quarterback? Uh, Yeah, Baker Mayfield. Is it really? Yeah, of course. I, I think of it's pretty course. cool. Well, because I, I kind of had the opinion uh, before the preseason, before actually seeing him get an NFL helmet on, that he was going to suck. Well, but let me let me re-ask the question to make sure that I understand how you're answering it. Are you more excited to see him play, or are you expecting great things? I'm more excited to see what will happen. Okay. I, I mean, I, it's not that I'm expecting great things. It's that I am pleasantly surprised how well he's fit into preseason play. Now, of course, once you actually start – 
NFL action. You don't know what's going to happen once, you know, games actually start mattering and you're not playing third and fourth string defenses. But I was really pleasantly surprised to see a guy who, you know, is just above six foot be able to sit in the pocket and make super accurate throws. And I guess I shouldn't be because he was like that at Oklahoma. You just don't know what's going to He was like that happen. at Texas Tech before he got yeah. run out and, and got replaced. Yeah. And then, yeah, he goes and walks on just wherever he goes. He just, he's He's got that mentality where he's going to prove everybody wrong. And and he and he just looks like a delight to go drinking with, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, go back to that Fayetteville uh, yeah. footage of him running from the cops. Oh yeah, dude, I would have an incredible time drinking with with Baker. His name's Baker. Yeah, yeah. Of course he's going to be fun. Old Baker. Old Baker. Yeah, when he gets older too, he's got the perfect old man name, Biker. Mm, I don't know if I'm seeing that. Really. The Browns may not win a lot of games, but I think they'll be very entertaining. Have you started watching Hard Knocks? No. Are you going to? I need to. I might start watching. I've never actually watched Hard Knocks, but I've got got access to HBO. I've got, uh, I've got a mild interest. I've got a couple Browns uh, fran, fan friends that say it's just fantastic. And apparently Jarvis Landry is just chucking footballs at people. Yeah, it's great. Which is delightful. Yeah, and then uh, the whole wide receiver... Uh... Five five three or five. Better you today. Text line. Should we catch up on uh, hard knocks? Are we already missing out? Uh, we'll re- we'll get to those answers and then uh, and then more after good versus evil. We'll do that next. Listen in the center and the saint on ten eighty the fan. Have you been too busy to keep up on sports this week? What has happened to the? What has happened? What has happened to the national interest? No time to form your own opinions. I stand before you here today in the midst of gnarly times. Well, no worries, bro. <laughs> Let the sinner and the saint shred the gnar while you just sit back and ride the wave. It's time for Good versus Evil, brought to you by the titan of Hawaiian restaurants, 808 on 1080 The Fan. I went. I cured it very easy. I'm like, okay. Jump again. That was a larger and slightly more talented version of J.J. Hickson. His name's Zion Williamson. It's a big dude. He's Duke's newest freshman phenom whose high-flying highlight dunks have left YouTubers and bandwagon college basketball fans in excited delight. He dropped 29 in his preseason debut against some Canadian team, and not many analysts are talking about how great Duke will be this season. Rather, everyone wants to know where Zion Williams Williamson We'll play pro ball. Do you see Zion being a bus for success? He's going to be in the NBA. You think? Well, I know he's going to be in the NBA. Oh, oh. Do you see him being a bus for success though? It's it's so hard because you don't know the mental makeup of these kids. Um, But I don't know how with that physique. He he he's six nine, two hundred eighty five pounds. There is six ten. He has a six ten wingspan. Oh, right, right, right. He outweighs every NBA player except one. That's, I mean, the guy's got... Is that Raymond Felton? Oh, that was very good. Ah. A little, get it? There you go. Um, So, I mean, with that, you think with that physical size that he's going to have the endurance to play through an 82-game season. The guy's dunking from the free throw line, so he has the athleticism to play defense in the NBA. And I don't know what his offensive game looks like outside of the highlight dunks that I've seen, but he's going to have a long NBA career just based on size, 
physical ability. Whether or not he becomes a superstar, I don't know that that's the expectation that he's the next LeBron, but he's certainly a human highlight reel. So the next Vince Carter, he can kind of shoot. Well, again, it, sort of. the mental makeup is whether or not he wants to be a star. When we saw LeBron James, when he was in high school, people started projecting him as the number one overall pick in in coming out of his junior year of high school, not just because of, of his physical gifts, but how well he understood the game. That I have not heard about Zion Williams. So he'll be a good NBA player. I don't know if he's going to want to take it up to the next level. No news on, on any of the other fronts from a, from a health standpoint. Any questions? A couple guys tonight off, Pouncey, Hayward, Ben, yeah. Anybody else? Uh, I didn't keep count. You know, I just I want to I want to see some of these young guys in this environment. Uh, we'll step into a stadium next week for a first time, and it'll be a lot of firsts. It's a lot of firsts and young guys. Yes, first and young guys. That was overpaid, bearded, tough guy Mike Tomlin, and he you was think he's talking overpaid? about. Yeah, he's far overpaid now. And he was talking about his two-time assaulting, two-time Super Bowl winning QB Ben Roethlisberger. Reports from practice say that Big Ben ran into a teammate at practice, which is really funny, and might have suffered a concussion. Fast forward a couple of days, come to find out he did not suffer a concussion, but he is in, in protocol. Who is Ben Roethlisberger's backup? Ben Roethlisberger's backup is Mason Rudolph or Landry Jones. Right. Yeah. How comfortable do you feel about that? Oh, not good. Landry Jones, every time he comes in, former Oklahoma yeah. uh, quarterback, He's terrible. He when he goes really in there, he, sucks. he is not good at football. Uh, Jalen Ramsey did not assess it, but he trash. Let me ask you something. Would you rather have taken Landry Jones as your starting quarterback or uh, Jason White with good knees? <laughs> That's a hard question. Or Sam Bradford with good knees? Jeez, Oklahoma quarterbacks. Um, I guess J Jason White, just because I'd rather have the unknown. I mean, they drafted Mason Rudolph for a reason. Uh, Big Ben is not reliable health-wise. Well, he's getting old. Well, yeah, but he also, the way he plays. I mean, that guy has just been, he's been perpetually hurt throughout his career. I don't recall an injury that's taken him out for long chunks, but he's always beat up. I mean, that guy's limping by week one every year, and it continues through week 17. He'll miss a couple games here and there, but that guy just, he, I can't imagine what his body feels like when he wakes up in the morning. Do you mean what it feels like after the first beer? What's that? After the first beer? No, I just assume. That dude's definitely drinking a beer when he gets up. Yeah, there's no question about that. One, one thing that I thought about in all of this is that Kawhi never said, I want to play for the Clippers. Kawhi said he wants to play for the Lakers. You know, unfortunately, if you're going to run your organization based on hopes, maybe, and, 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 and getting rid of others. Now, if I, if, uh, again, if I tore him down and I was disrespectful to him, that's one thing. But that's not the case. As an analyst, I'm supposed to talk about what I see. That was a man who's in the right place at the right time a lot of the time, Bruce Bowen. Earlier this week, the Hall of Fame Spur was relieved of his duties as a broadcaster for the Los Angeles Clippers because of his critical comments regarding then-free agent Kawhi Leonard. Earlier this week, Bowen confirmed the reason for his firing, and the common knowledge is that Leonard will be a free agent next season, and he wants to play in Los Angeles. And if you forgot, the Clippers play in Los Angeles. That's true. I did oh. not forget that. Whew, good. I was hoping that was true. Yeah. Do you think the Clippers even have a chance at getting Kawhi? Um, I mean, I guess everybody's got a chance if he's going to be a free agent. But uh, Well, he's already said he doesn't want to play with LeBron. So. Yeah, he did say that. So that's what I mean. He's, he's from Los Angeles. So if he wants to go home... 
I mean, the Kawhi Leonard saga, I think, is one of the more bizarre, just because the guy doesn't talk. I mean, all the things that he's reportedly said are through his team and his people through a source. No, I have no idea what that guy thinks about. There's not many better places to play. If, if, if you look at the NBA from the outside, like we do, than San Antonio. I mean, I know he wants to get a big shoe deal, but I, I, I don't know where you go to, to make yourself more high profile. I'm very interested to see how the season goes in Toronto and how engaged he is. Yeah, it's going to be bizarre. All right, time for my favorite story of the week, and this one comes from Florida. Yay. Yep, it's a Florida story. It's just about as Florida as you can get. Uh, a mayor of a local town, uh, Hallandale Beach, He's the mayor of that. Sure. Uh, Keith London publicly accused the commissioner of Florida uh, some on some board of of anal bleaching. Wait, what? And then so this uh, is a political accusation. Yes. Okay. This is a uh, male or female commissioner? This is a uh, female conditioner. Conditioner? Commissioner. Commissioner, right. Conditioner, okay. right. Here. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Hallandale Beach Mayor uh, Keith London said, quote, sphincter bleaching is a very up-and-coming business during the city commissioner's budget discussion Monday night. He may have even been right, but whether he thought anal bleach had anything to do with public safety budgets, the topic being discussed remains unclear. And he attributed it to the Me Too movement. I don't know what that any of this means. Either you've outlined it poorly or... Uh, probably, yeah. Yeah, okay. But this is this sounds like... Sasquatch erotica to me. Like, how do any of these things make it into the minds of these people that are running for office? I don't know, because you get bored. I mean, I, think about it, man. Running for public office, once you actually win the campaign, it's so boring. <laughs> All you're doing is going to these meetings with, like, local townies who are PO'd about, you know, their roads having potholes in them. I mean, that's it. Yeah, but we sit here for two hours a week jabbering on the radio. We, we sat in for Dusty and Cam did a full week, you and I talking to each other. We didn't come up with anything as ridiculous as a conversation point as Bigfoot erotica or or sphincter bleaching as, as something to talk about. I mean, we come up with ridiculous things, but usually they're prompted by others doing ridiculous things. For that to be any point of conversation in a political environment is insane. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. I don't know. I just, I wanted to get anal bleaching in there. You did. And I did. You did. I succeeded. But it was brought to your attention. You didn't just go, man, I've been looking at it for months on how we can get anal bleaching into the show. You came across that and you went, how is this a real thing? Let's see if I can get it in there somehow. Hopefully, hopefully Josh Gordon somehow... Could you imagine? I don't even know what that means. Why would I he eat it? I, I don't think he would. Oh, well. <laughs> what the hell are we talking about? I haven't the foggiest. <laughs> I always hesitantly go into our sponsor for Good versus Evil. 808, the Titan of Hawaiian restaurants at 2454 East Burnside or 52nd and Woodstock. In the second hour, we've got kneeling news. We've got uh, we've got more trash talk around the NBA. Josh Gordon actually has another big issue going on that has nothing to do with football or drugs. A jam-packed second hour of the Center and the Saint. That is all next. This is 1080, The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.